today. I have Ty again. Hope that you're having a good day. How are you? Doing good today. Today, our topic is going to be one that could last a long, long time because there's so many different characteristics about character. What truly defines a person? I just think about what's valuable to me and also take a look at people that I care a lot about and people that I know are there for me and the people that I surround myself with, uh, what characteristics do they have? Me too. There's been a paradigm shift from what character used to be back in the early 1900s to what it is now. To Now it's more, you know, before it was based on who you really were. Now it's based on some kind of performance parameter. But listen to these. These are just a few. Virtue, courage, push, faith, decision, integrity, concentration, hero, adaptability, ambition, patience, truth, enthusiasm, benevolence, energy, grip, grit, self-help, reliance, possession, sincerity, honesty. That's good stuff. That's a lot of different things. And some of them, I don't know, they overlap one another. Mm-hmm. All those in that box of character right there, if you're truly going to define who you are and you go through all of those those words that I just read, that is truly the box of character. You Sometimes you learn that the hard way. Sometimes you learned it the easy way. But the thing is, is that with me, I was a beer drinking kind of guy and I drank from the time I was 17 off and on all the time, all the way till I was 43, I couldn't even tap into that box of character. And the only way that for me to unlock that box of character was to stop drinking alcohol or stop drinking beer. And it doesn't matter what kind. I mean, it doesn't matter. The point is that I firmly believe that if you're in a situation where I was, where I thought that was fun, and this show is not about drinking or anything like that or alcohol, because if you can have one or two, hey, more power to you. I don't have that gene. I have the gene that says when it starts, it's on. And we're going to have treat it like a buffet, like they call it in Louisiana, a buffet. We're going to drink till we can't drink any longer. And I don't know what's st- that's either because we run out because there's too much, you know, there's not enough nighttime, got to get some sleep, whatever the cause. But I do know this. I was unable to grow emotionally, spiritually. I could grow physically. That was outward. But as far as physical wellness, no, I couldn't. You look at all the lees in your life. I wasn't able to tap into any of this. All I could do is see it through a window and I couldn't even open up this stuff and actually experience it until I finally quit. So disclaimer for all those who ever knew what I used to be like when I was in college, acting like a fool college baseball player, um, even as a fool, as a professor, trust me, I, I can hear them now. Who in the world is this guy? Well, guess what? He tapped into the character traits and now I actually can say that I have one versus just walking through life, worrying about, hey, when's when's the last class and when can we all hook up and have a beverage? You know what I mean? If I was a person 
who was really wanting to research what defines a person or what shapes a person's character. I think a good thing to talk about would be some of those specifics. Uh, And there may be people out there who are in the process of thinking, maybe this person that I spend a lot of time with isn't that good for me. This Sussman person argues that the transformation from a culture of character to a culture of personality was ultimately about a shift from achievement to performance. In the early stages, back in the day, she discusses about the differences by noting that while the words most associated with character in the 19th century were, check this out, citizenship, just think about this, citizenship. Duty, democracy, work, building, golden golden deeds, outdoor life, conquest, honor, honor's big, reputation, morals, manners, integrity, and above all, manhood or womanhood. Now, in the late 20th century and early 21st century, these are the terms fascinating. Stunning, attractive, magnetic, glowing, masterful, creative, dominant, and forceful. Did you see how that tra- that that is a complete transfer in the way that we w- once were to the way that we are starting to become now? All right, so I'll go back to my list. Um, yeah. Another one on my list here: how much you inspire people around you. Uh, when I saw this one on the list, this is something that's been big for me lately. I have a friend right now who's not doing so well health-wise. I'm one of those kind of people that in that situation, maybe you've got a, a friend or a loved one that's in the hospital, or I, I kind of just sit back in the back and I, I do things that need to be done that no one else thinks of or pays attention to. And I'm not the first one who's going to get on social media and and just talk, lay it all out there and what I'm struggling with. And but goodness, you wouldn't be on this podcast if you were (laughs) right. But in, in like my current situation, I really started thinking about my buddy and just how much in the time that we've known each other, what impact he's had on me, how I value everything that he is to me. And so when I read this one, uh, how much you inspire people around you, so when I think about my friend and how he inspired me, it was deeper than even I had thought. Um, there's so many things, and I won't get into detail, that I look back and I'm like, man, I didn't realize it, but he's making me a better person just in how I handle day-to-day business. How much you inspire people around you, it goes into how proud you are of your strengths and how aware you are of your shortcomings, how content you are with what you have. We talked about that. All of this stuff makes me think of like, you know, the the Johnny Depp trial. I think it was obvious who was in the right and who was in the wrong. What I noticed was coming from her side and she was talking about how terrible of a person he was. And and any person with some common sense can look at Johnny Depp and go, this guy's played some crazy characters. There's no telling what he's had to do to get in some of those mindsets. There's no telling what kind of a person he really is because nobody really knows each individual person. I mean, there's a side of me that 
nobody on the planet will ever see. There's a side of me that only my wife will ever see. There's a side of me that only my best friends will ever see. But when I was watching all those videos and there's videos out there that pinpoint this kind of stuff, Johnny Depp pulling out his own chair for to sit in. Uh, he didn't stand and wait for somebody to pull his own chair out for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, grabbing something before someone accidentally knocked it over, helping someone uh, with their coffee or, or whatever. He just, he paid attention to the little details that I think we all see as valuable in other people. And he's doing it right in front of the whole world while she's telling everybody how bad of a person he is. That's interesting because I didn't watch any of that, but just, I know what you're saying. If he had truly a bad character and if he only paid attention to himself, then he would have never even thought about moving someone's drink or thought about doing or moving someone's chair because those are innate. Those are already, those have been built and driven inside of you from a young age. And, you know, like holding a door open for somebody. When you're coming out of a convenience store, there's the six-second rule. You can let go if it goes longer. <laughs> and there's times where people are on the phone and won't even say thank you. His situation could easily go back to what I was just talking about. There's a side of me that only my wife will ever see. Mm-hmm. Well, and you talked about Nick Saban and how he mm-hmm. had, you know, a momentary lapse in his judgment or character or his character or how he wanted to handle himself. And maybe it was frustration. Well, I mean, maybe that's the side that Amber Heard was seeing is maybe he was to the point where he was just so tired of it. He, he was okay with having a lapse in his character (laughs) with her. Exactly. Like he, he was like, I'm okay with it. I'm, you know, but to me, those little details that, that people started pointing out, about Johnny Depp during the trial says it all to me. It's also to produce that kind of character. It has to be brought under some form of discipline that has either been learned, you have observed, or it was, it was just part of who you are. You know what? Everybody can be on their best behavior. Your personality might be, I think I'm going to be on my best behavior today because it's the first day of school. Then tomorrow I'm going to be complete hell towards my, towards my teacher (laughs) because I've coerced her into believing that I can be a good guy. The thing about it is is what builds character also is the, the hard times that we have. We got to have a basis off of a, like an Ohm's law equation or basically it's blood flow dynamics. This is ridiculous, but here's what I was thinking. Blood flow is equal to the change in pressure divided by resistance. And just to make this simple, we don't ever have blood pressure problems. We just don't. The problem is, is that we have blood resistance problems. Something happens to our resistance. So what do we have to do? We have to overcome that by changing our pressure. And that's what makes our blood pressure go up. Well, the same thing is true in everything that we do. You're going to have some form or fashion of resistance. And based on how you have learned to deal with it through your true character, you start to learn that I don't have to put up so much effort in in overcoming all of this resistance. Based on my character, I have built a true character through nature and nurture that I can overcome this and I don't have to make it a drama. I don't want to be the old guy in our church small group. I don't want to be that guy. But the fact of the matter is, because I have gone through this through seasons, 
The older that you are, the more you realize you don't have to go through this. Think about a breakup when you're younger. The whole purpose in breakups is to to teach you valuable lessons about relationships so that you don't have to go through it every time and be miserable. You learn from it. Some people learn, some people don't. So with acknowledging the whole age thing, and again, I don't want to be that guy. People that are older are not always wiser. I I read through this right now, and I'm looking at this on art of manliness. Character includes a choice, a settled habit, or a bent of will, (laughs) so that it can be seen in its outcome and in its conduct. Character takes up the raw material of nature and temperament, and it weaves these into the strong, well-knit, texture of a fully moralized manhood. That is a bunch of scientific psycho babble, not garbage. Sometimes when I'm telling my students how something works, I read the notes off and they look at me in bewilderment. They're like, what in the hell is this guy talking about? (laughs) And then I say, okay, well, when you read that thing up there, what that means is this is either learned or it is willed into you. And because of the adaptation, you actually gain knowledge and wisdom through it. And I truly believe that has an effect on your character. Don't you? I mean, over time, I mean, it's, it's called discipline. I just know that sometimes people think of it as it's a temporary, that character is temporary. And te- there's nothing about character that's temporary. It goes back to the Johnny Depp story. Do you move stuff out of the way? Do you hold doors open for people? Virtue, purity, honor, tact. Oh, tact. I didn't have any tact. Concentration, adaptability. You know, you start putting all these words together and you know what? I'm good at some of those, but I'm horrible at others. So do I lack character? No, I don't. I pick up things for people. I truly care about my students. You cared about your ball players. Mm hmm. You can think however you want to about yourself. You can say things like, they don't know me. They don't have a clue about me. Well, yeah, they do. When you open your door and you're about to give someone a ride, your car's trashy. It looks like complete, utter, just a disaster area. You don't brush your teeth. You don't comb your hair. Poor choice of clothes or whatever. What does that make you susceptible for? People judge you. People are constantly judging you all the time. Is it right? Probably not. Is it going to happen no matter what? It is. You only get one opportunity sometimes to make Mm -hmm. an impression. Johnny Depp had his moment on TV. Tony Vitello has his moments on TV. Nick Saban has his chances on TV. We have to prove ourselves and we only get one or two shots. We don't get to be on TV. What do I want? I want something that my children can look at and say, my dad had good character. I just think from all these characteristics that I've read out, people make it more difficult, which is why this this podcast is called Past the Noise. Read all those terms. What it comes down to is being a simple kind of man, a simple kind of woman. I, I, when I listen to that song, I truly think of my mom sitting there saying, son, be simple. 
be easy. Start using the ratio that God gave you. You got two ears and one mouth. Stop talking so much and listening more. Stop telling everybody your problems. Don't let your left hand know what your right hand's thinking, because when you do, everybody knows something about you. And not everybody needs to know everything about you. As a matter of fact, you said that you that only certain people will see the certain sides of you. That's true. That's called that's called maturity. And ever since I've known you since you six years ago, you were well beyond your years to begin with. That's probably why we are friends. I think as just a human being, we want to be people pleasers. And when we talk about how everyone is going to see a different side of you, everyone is a villain in somebody's story. And you talked about how some people, you only get one opportunity. And that's why when I say that there's a side that only certain people see, we all have thousands of different identities and characteristics in each person's perspective. We're seen dif- differently by everyone around us. When you talk about character, I think you should, I think you just strive for the consistency. I think the people who know you the best, they see the consistency and going back to like being the villain in somebody's story, everybody is that. Doesn't matter who you are. Everybody is. There's going to be somebody out there who never pays attention to this baseball coach we're talking about and they think he's just a nut job and he's a this guy's flying off the handle. Nobody gets a job for being a nut job. You know, very right. seldom. There's something good about their character. There's no way that he's a bad person. He just gets into his element and he thinks that, you know what, if we have the showmanship that we do, maybe I'll attract better athletes. Maybe that's the, you know, Miami did it for years back in the eighties. Now, do I think there's a place for all that, all that drama and baseball? Nope, I don't. I think that's how you, back in my time, you got killed or not killed, but you wish that you were because somebody was going to earhole you. So people say raw emotions good for the game. No, it's not. But he chose that path. And I truly believe that he will tone it down. This is from Henry Clay Trumbull all the way back in 1894. He who does not endeavor, he who does not want to express good traits and qualities to exhibit an admirable person cannot hope to retain it. So, hey, sometimes it's what you show is what you are. I can do something great all day long. If I do something bad, somebody's going to let me know about it. It's called family. And we are more critical of one another than a lot of other people in society. I love that. I love that because here's the con- here's the direct contrast to, bo- to what somebody then in 1894 Henry Clay Trumbull will say versus what we say today. You ready for this? You don't know me. you don't know me no i don't but i know what i see but you don't know me okay i remember those talk shows in the 90s you don't know me you can't tell me what i am i don't have to i'm observing it and guess what just because you the fact you said that i don't know you makes me not want to know you right so there you go it is what it is pass the noise baby when you talk about what you can see uh one of the things that's When you talk about what you can see, one that I have on my list is the extent to which you can love. So take that in whichever direction you want. That means Mm -hmm. I'll go back to the Johnny Depp thing because we've already used it. Mm -hmm. The simple things for other people, such as opening the door, shows genuine love. Maybe it's just love for being a good human being. It doesn't have to be love for another person. Simple kind of man. Just being simple. Yeah. So I have coworkers and we talk about that kind of stuff all the time is... Be a good human being. It's it's really not that difficult. 
we played some games this week, my team did, and I told them that this coming year, we're going to base everything we do around one word. There's going to be one word. It's going to be on our practice T-shirts. It's going to be on everything that we do. And that one word should change the complexity of how we act uh, as a team, as individuals, and it should support and build our character. And that word is serve. If you can live your whole day in everything that you do and serve keeps coming to mind, people are going to want to be around you. It's yeah. going to build aspects of your character. You know, those, those student athletes that you're coaching, they're young. They're very impressionable. And they need to surround themselves by people who have good character. So let's try to find people who with good character that are within two standard deviations of the norm. Character is always in the formative state. It's always going to be impressionable. So whether you're counted as strong or weak, basically over time, your character is going to be reshaped and redirected. Ultimately, it's going to reach the person that you are. We know that character is vital. It's also going to be something that's going to, to overcome rigor. You know, we're constantly being shaped. And with all that being said, I can honestly say that over all of my years, I can honestly say, and you, somebody says, well, anytime you have to say honestly, they are lying. But <laughs> what, it's kind of like what you used to say, 78% of all statistics are made up on the spot. But <laughs> I think that what has made me a better person is honesty. You know, as well as I do, when we work together, they did not want to ask me how I felt about something because it was deliberate. <laughs> it was wide open. I mean, I would even say things like, so what do you think about this particular program? I think it's terrible because no one's going to join it. I think there's other ways that we can do more with our money. P- well, people don't want, they don't want to ask us our, no. how we feel about it. Cause they're usually when people ask you something, they're looking for the answer they want to hear. Exactly. And I'm not that guy. That, uh, that's why, that's why nobody ever <laughs> asks us anything. As I close this out, let's just look at society. As this person says this, based on our history, he says this, is there virtue among us? If there be not, we are in a wretched situation. No theoretical checks, no form of government can render us secure. More on this, and this is where it hits home. To suppose that any form of government will secure liberty or happiness without any form of virtue in its people or in the people, which is us, is a chimerical idea. It's a freaking myth. It's not going to happen is what that is. Chimerical. It's unachievable. In other words, we're all starting to flow more towards the loss of character. And it says right there, if we start losing our character, the liberty and happiness that we are possessing right now is going to be lost. And I truly believe some of that's happening right now. No, I completely agree. It's you see it everywhere you go, whether it's at the gas pump and somebody drops trash out of their car and then just chooses not to pick it up and throw it away, holding the door for somebody. As we close this, as we continue to try to close this, just more things pop up in my mind. And, and this is powerful. The smoothness of life is simply deadening because it keeps us out of what is real. 
the indulgent life, which is worthless because it cannot connect men and women with the real springs of strength and of power. No strong man was ever made against no resistance. We develop no physical power by putting forth no physical effort. Well, that's exactly what I was saying a while ago. To overcome resistance, you have to increase your your pressure. And to do that, that's effort. All the strength of life we have, we get by pushing against opposition. We acquire power as we draw it out of deep experience and effort. A life of indulgence and ease leaves men and women weak with no strength either themselves to bear or to achieve for others. So in other words, if we don't go through it, we can't tell others about it. We can read, hey, perfect example, textbooks. You can read all the textbooks you want to in the world on how to do an Ironman. They'll tell you that you need to do a little something, something every day. You need to do some either running or bike, running or biking on one day, and then, or you need to do running or swimming. And what I did was what worked for me is I ran one day, the next day I biked, and then the next day I swam. If I got too sore, I had a day off. Oh, that went against the book. The book of, I don't know who the mayor is on Ironman triathlons, but the point of it is we can go into a class and tell our students, like in an exercise physiology class, this is the way it's supposed to be. You've got to follow these principles. Isn't it funny that no one ever wants to read a textbook on how to do something like that? The first thing they do is they go on Facebook and see a bunch of no-namers like me and say, hey, What did you do to get through the Ironman? And they listened to peons like me, a dime a dozen, tell people how I did it. And that means way more than any textbook could have ever. That's that's wisdom. I had the character, though, to tell them. I could easily led them astray. Our lives and characters are entering into and becoming a part of the lives and characters of those whom we never knew until recently. And their lives and characters are entering into and becoming a part of ours. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the composition of what true character is. The true measure of a man is how he treats someone who can do him absolutely no good. That's pretty powerful. That's from Samuel Johnson. So Mm -hmm. we talked about my honesty. And I think that honesty has been the biggest factor in my life. I'll pick another one down the line one day and it may be patience, but I'm not patient enough right now to take on patience. So out of all those character traits that we've identified, which one do you think you identify with or maybe that you think is the most important or maybe the one that you have really worked on or maybe the one that you've grown most lately? Uh, the one that's, that's coming to my mind. I haven't really thought of this answer. Good. Uh, I would I would say the one that's coming to my mind right now is honesty. I feel like as time goes on, I become more and more honest about how I feel, even if it's not the answer people are looking for. Glad I rubbed off on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the other thing is becoming more of more aware of where you struggle and what you lack is just as important as building on the positives. Self-identification. That's big. I I, I think you have to, I think you have to take pride, be confident and enjoy the strengths that you have. And I think that has, I think you have to be able to show your strengths 
to have just outstanding character and a good, true, positive identity, I think you have to be fully aware of your shortcomings. Amen. That's big. I like the way that ended. It wasn't funny. It wasn't sad. It was insightful. It was straight to the point. And sometimes that's the way it's supposed to. I enjoyed that. I think the next thing that we're going to talk about on this podcast is we're going to have our wives on and we're going to indulge in the the surefire way on how to get along with one another and how to have a perfect marriage. Surefire, 100%, because we have the answers and we are going to share them with our listeners. You want to close them out on anything? Oh, uh, yeah. Just be a good human being. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's... Yeah.